the school is out. Which means it's time for Hi Kids. Indeed, it is time for Hi Kids. Hello and welcome. This is Hi Kids for Kids and Bar Kids, and my name is Jacob Gordon, and I'm 12 years old. Coming up on Hi Kids today, I'll be talking to Clyde Wolpe from Go for Chess, and I will also have the the riddle to challenge your thinking. And I will be interviewing a boy named Daniel. Sorry, what's your surname? Sachs. Hello, Daniel Sachs. Okay, so we'll be interviewing you later. Um, the details are: if you want to SMS three four five one nine, and it's charged at one rand fifty, or you can send me a WhatsApp on zero six two one four eight two three seven four. That is, if you want to answer the riddle, say hi, any questions for my guests, anything like that, and please sign your name so I can give you a free shout out on air. You can also call us on the studio number, which is zero one zero. One four zero three zero two zero. Get ready for an interesting show on Car Kids. That's right after this. You're listening to Car Kids on one hundred one point nine High FM. This is a Car Kids for Kids and Bar Kids. My name is Jacob Gordon, and I'm twelve years old. And now I'm going to give you a, the riddle. Let's have a drum roll, everyone, please. Drum roll. Uh, the riddle is: A cowboy rode into town on Friday. He spent two nights and three days in town, and then rode off on Friday. But how is this possible? If you know the answer, then you can send me a message on three four five one nine or WhatsApp oh six two one four eight two three seven four, and you must leave your name so that you could win a prize from Kid and Co. If you're the first one to get the answer right, but remember you have to give others a chance on Car Kids to who to win. So if you've won on Car Kids in the last ninety days, you can still enter the riddle, but you will not be able to rep- win a prize. That let me give you the numbers again. That's three four five one nine for a message or WhatsApp oh six two one four eight two three seven four. Today I have Clyde Wolpe from Go for Chess in studio with me, and we're going to have an interview with you. Are you ready? Hello, Jacob. Thanks for for having me here. It's I'm ready for you. Okay, and Thanks. if anyone has any questions for Clyde, you can send them in on three four five one nine or WhatsApp oh six two one four eight two three seven four, or even call us on o one o. So let's start with the questions. So before we go for chess, I would like to talk about chess. What is chess exactly? Well, I consider chess to be a sport, a mind sport, if you like. Some people might consider it a war game. Whatever it is, it's a contest between two people, and it's the ultimate board game where there's no luck whatsoever. There's no dice and no cards. So So it's it's a pure game of skill. Okay, and can anyone of any age participate in this game? Absolutely, anyone. Chess is not age determinant. We have three-year-olds coming to us for coaching and adults of all ages playing. How many people can play together in one game? Two people in a pure game of chess. There are other versions which we don't really like, but where more people can play, like Um, four-player chess, but two people. So can you tell us a bit about how these other versions work compared to the normal version? For example, there's a four-player chess where... Four players will play, and it will be the per- you play against the person opposite you, and the two other people play against each other, and then you collide in the center. But as a pure chess player, I don't really like that game so much. It's a bit confusing, so I prefer sticking to normal chess. Right, so normal chess it is. Um, yeah. What do you need, and how does one play chess? Chess is simple to start, and it's it's cheap. It's, you have a chess board, chess board and pieces, and you A for away. 
There's also uh, computer programs and websites and all sorts of things, but just to start, you need a chessboard. Right, so then how many squares are there on this chessboard? 64 squares. So it's an 8 by 8? Yes, and six, um, 32 white squares, 32 black squares. Right, so then how many um, pieces does each player have? Each player has 16 pieces. And do they all move in the same way? No, the pawns start in the front row. The pawns are like the analogies, like they're like the soldiers. They can attack and defend. And just like a soccer team where each player might have special qualities, each piece in chess has its own special qualities, and a good chess player knows how to combine them all. Right, so would you like to tell us uh, the few of the main pieces and how they move? Yeah, the pawns move have limited movement. They move one square or two squares going forward, then and they're worth one point. Then the knights and the bishops are worth three point each. The knights move in an L shape. And they look like horses, but they're not called horses. They're called knights. And the bishops are also three point of value, and they move in a long diagonal. They can move up and down the diagonal as many times. If a bishop starts on white, has to finish on white and starts on black, finishes on black and the rook is a very strong piece that can move up and down sideways backwards forwards in a straight line rook is a bit like a tank because it's very powerful but it, it needs a lot of space and the most powerful piece is the queen that can move a mixture between a rook and a bishop and we'll get on to the king in a moment which is not the most powerful piece in the terms of the way it moves but it's the most important piece because you're not allowed to take the king what happens if you take the king in chess, it's illegal to take the king, and we have a special word called checkmate. The word check means you're attacking the king, and if you can't, if the king can't get out of check by either running away or blocking, which is called interposing in chess, or by capturing the piece that checks you, then the king is captured, and it's called checkmate. You actually can't take it off the board. It's almost like capturing a prisoner and you've captured the king. The king can't move, and that's the end of the game. Are there any special moves? And if so, what are their names that you can make during a game? Well, there's a move called castling, which is the only time in a game of chess where you can move two pieces at the same time, and that's when you move the king and the rook and you interchange their positions. And the reason for that move is that the king goes to a safer place on the side of the board behind a wall of pawns, and the rook goes to a place where hopefully um, he will have more space to open up into the game. Right, so then are there no others? Um, any special moves? Yeah, there's. if I think of it, there's another move called en passant. En passant is a way that a pawn can capture, not in the traditional way by capturing diagonally, but if another pawn moves alongside a pawn that's on the fifth rank, you can capture that pawn as if it moved one square, but it actually moved two squares and you land up behind it. Right. And then um, what is it called when you get a pawn um, to the front? To the other side? Yeah, to the other side, and then you can get like another piece. Okay, that's called promotion. If you promote a pawn, so what happens is if a pawn gets to the other side, it must change into another piece and you can choose it's normally going to be a queen because that's the most powerful piece but if you want to choose another piece you can except not a king and not a pawn that's Gee. called promotion right and then 
There's a word called gambit. I'm not sure what it means. Could you maybe tell me? Yeah, interesting word. In chess, you may know there's a concept of sacrificing. If you sacrifice, just like in life, you give something up for some form of future gain. But gambit refers to a specific sacrifice of a pawn. So if you if you give up a pawn as opposed to any other piece, that's called a gambit. Um, are there any other terms that our listeners should know about? Uh, in terms of terms, well, like we said, there's the word check, which leads to the word checkmate. There's another word called stalemate. Stalemate is a situation where the king can't move. No pieces can move, but the king is not in check. So if the king can't move and is not in check, then it would be moving into check wherever it moved. That's illegal by the rules of chess, so that would be declared a draw in, in, in that sense. There's also some other words. Chess teaches us a lot of words. There's a word called zugzwang, which just means a situation in chess where whoever it is to move will lose. And then there's also other concepts like pins and forks, which... Are common sense words, for example, a fork is called that because a fork can pick up more than one type of food. So in chess, a fork can attack more than one piece. Right, so it's just, it makes sense, the names. Yeah. Okay. And is there a limit to the time that a game can take? Yeah, there are various versions of chess. Uh, there's classical, which is the main version, which is like the main tournaments. There's also classical game might take, say, four hours which means each player has two hours on the clock. And it doesn't have to take the full four hours, but that would be the allocation. And then if it's not finished, there'll be an er a further period added. There's also rapid play, which would be, roughly speaking, half an hour games. And then there's a, a blitz chess, which is much faster chess, which would be like up to 10-minute type of games, five or 10-minute games. Wow, that, that's pretty Fast, yeah, they, but they have all three types, and they have all three types of ratings. Right, and how is the timing of this game measured? With a chess clock, these days they don't use um, the analog clock so much anymore. They use digital clocks, and the time limit is set, whatever it might be, for whatever event. So what is a chess clock? A chess clock is simply a clock where it's actually two clocks, um, uh, it's built in it's a device where there's two clocks and then the player that as, as one player moves they press their side of the clock and then the other person's clock starts ticking so whoever it is to move their clock is ticking ok so it times how long they take Yeah. are there penalties for taking too long to move well the ultimate penalty is if you don't it's not per move but it's per game and if you don't finish for example if the time limit is 40 moves in two hours and if you don't complete your 40 moves in two hours then you will lose on time so you'll lose the whole game so it's, it is timed so how does how do you lose on time you lose on time simply uh, well if it's a tournament where you have to notate the games which is normally what we call a rated tournament then if you, if you lose on time in that way it just means you haven't made the required number of moves so you just lose the game because you just that. lose the game. The clock, just like any other sport, well, most other sports like soccer, rugby, um, they have time. You can't just play forever. There's a time frame, yeah, and it's within that that you have to complete the the win. Right, right, right. And uh, let's talk a bit about the history of chess. Mm. So, when was chess, as we know it, like 
modern day chess first played? Well, the date I'm not 100% sure of, um, going back centuries, of course, and also the the, the, the place where chess was invest, invented was probably either Persia in those days or India. There's historical roots to those. Yeah, yeah, I read about that somewhere, actually, because I'm a big bookworm. Oh, uh, okay. And do you know who it was first played by? Sure, like I say, probably I don't exactly know who, but it was it was a very a game of a game of kings and monarchs, and and in the early days, uh, the, the 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 you know the, the the royalty played chess, and the peasants were the chess pieces in a sense. So chess mirrored how the world developed from there. So we've got a question for you, yes. and it's who invented the game. Well, I don't know which person invented the game, but I think it was invented in Persia and and or India, and it evolved over time. Right. And um, do you know um, if there's any special meanings between, like, the pieces' names? Like, are they meant to represent anything? Well, as, as you said now, uh, the chess pieces and the game of chess is so logical. So if you think of it... Compared to, say, uh, an army, you have the king and then there's the queen and then the rook is like the tank and the bishop is like a sniper because it can attack from far and the knight is like the guy on the horse who's coming close up to attack, etc. And the pawns are like the soldiers. So it's like an army. Yeah, well, that's one analogy. It's whatever, you know, everybody can frame it as they want. Okay, so different people. Are there any others that you've heard of? Uh, others, sorry. Are there like analogies of what it could yeah, be? Yeah, well, as coaches, we use lots of analogies for chess. So, for example, we say, imagine if you were the soccer coach and the chess pieces were your players and you've got to place them in the most effective way. Right. Can you tell us how the game has changed um, over time? Yeah, chess, um, chess has mirrored history over the years. So one example would be the queen. The queen at the moment is the most powerful piece. But a few centuries ago, where there were no women's rights, a queen was a very weak piece. So it exactly mirrored um, what was going on at the time. So, so chess changes according to what's going on at the time. Very much so. And in recent years, even the the Soviet domination of chess and then when the Americans, Bobby Fischer, etc., came in, and it was it was like a Cold War situation. So what's played out in reality is also played out on the chessboard. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, what does the term Grandmaster mean? Grandmaster is the highest. Uh, it's the highest title a chess player can achieve, and you get what's called a Grandmaster norm. That means it's a performance worthy of a Grandmaster. And you need two Grandmaster norms to be awarded the Grandmaster title. Um, how do you get a Grandmaster norm? By playing in an event with other Grandmasters. And your achievement has to be a certain achievement. Whatever the achievement is for that tournament, they will tell you. They will set it. So, for example, if you play maybe 10 games, they might say to get a Grandmaster norm in this tournament, you need 8 out of 10. It depends on the, the quality and the standard of the other players. Sorry, just going back, mm. um, you said that chess is not defined by age. Is it defined by gender? Well, there is a, 
a, a women's world championship, etc. But I would say no, it's not defined by gender because more and more everything's integrated. But historically, there has been, and there still is, um, you know, women women grandmasters, as they call them, women grandmasters, as opposed to normal grandmasters. But I like to think no, it's not. Um, who was the oldest, youngest? Sorry, youngest, not oldest. Um, chess ma- grandmaster ever. Um, I believe it was uh, Sergei Kozhakin. He's uh, Russian. And um, he was 12 years, 12 and a half or something when he became a grandmaster. Uh, would you, who would you say, in your opinion, is the most famous chess player ever to play? I would say Bobby Fischer. Uh, Bobby Fischer, just from the point of view that uh, he influenced a whole generation of players, um, including myself, who, who, who he popularized chess and because the Soviets dominated chess for many, many years and he almost single-handedly against all the Russians, um, he, he won the world title. So that was a big impression. <laughs> okay, I can imagine. Yeah. Um, how do the competitions work? Well, there's so many different versions. The World Championship itself is a is a contest between the top two players. They play a series of matches. Then other competitions that are worldwide and that we also run, we call them Swiss tournaments. A Swiss is just simply a, a, a tournament where people of the same score keep playing each other until at the end of the five games or seven games, um, somebody's got a higher score and that person will be the winner, etc. Right. And then, uh, do you know, what does one need to achieve to play in a world championship? Well, over the years, there have been different struct- differently structured world championships. Um, traditionally, there's been a series of a series of what they called candidates matches, where the top players had knockout matches against each other until there's one left. Um, They've also had more commercial type events where they've had a, a tournament where the winner would play against the the ex- existing world champion. But traditionally, there is there is a a, a very thorough um, qualification process. All right. So then, uh, who is the current world champion? The current world champion is Magnus Carlsen. And was he? Who was the youngest world champion? Uh I think he was the youngest as well. He was the youngest when he came. He's only 26 now, and he's been world champion um, a few years. And by the way, he's he's world champion in all the forms of chess, which is the classical and the rapid and the blitz. Oh, so he's yeah. so he's dominated all three. Yeah, he has. He must be really good. He is. He's also a ramp model. He models clothes as well. It's his other job. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Does chess have a similar person? To a referee, like in a soccer game, does chess have like a? I don't know what you would call it for chess. Yeah, in chess we call it an arbiter. Arbiter, mm-hmm. and um, what? When are they really needed? In a rated tournament, we need arbiters. There are all sorts of uh, rules in chess, like touch, move, and various disputes that can arise. So, an arbiter is a guy that comes in and, and resolves the disputes. Um, do you know how long the longest champion game, champion world champion game took? Um, I think it was something like twenty hours. 
Yeah. Um, but I think that was before, that was definitely before there were time controls. Right, so before that. And do you yeah. know how many moves it was? Um, 200 and something moves, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually did a bit of research on this, and I think it was 249, 240. Well, you'd be right. I won't argue with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, do you know how long the shortest one was? Um, I can't tell you how long the shortest game is, uh, the World Championship game, but the shortest possible game of chess could be two moves. Two moves. Yeah. Right. Um, I understand that the shortest game has been given a title, as, as far as I researched, and it's called Game 8. Uh, do you know why? Because I had no clue. Uh, I'm not sure what Game 8 is, but as far as I know, the shortest... The name for the the shortest game, um, well, besides game eight, is it's called Fool's Mate, where the the, the player who allows it uh, obviously played like a bit of a fool to allow it, but that's why well, it's called Fool's Mate. Okay, and then is it possible to be disqualified from when you're playing a competition? Yes, uh, you can be disqualified, first of all, for playing a series of illegal moves, if you keep playing illegal moves and the arbiter tells you and he can give you a warning if you do it again, you can be disqualified. You can also be disqualified for cheating. Um, people might try and take some sort of a electronic device in to look at the moves or anything like that. Oh, okay. So do they, do they actually, before like world championships, do they check that you don't have electronic devices or do they just let you take it in and trust that you won't? Well, I think, uh, as you say, it's, it's quite sad that they have to check. Historically, they haven't had to check, but as the stakes get higher and uh, as technology develops, there's obviously ways to cheat. Um, and people have, like the top level, have had seconds, what they call seconds with somebody to help you. Somebody could be sending you a message, you know, etc. So, yeah, of course, there are ways to cheat and there's zero tolerance in that sense if you're caught cheating. Right. Uh, can you tell us a bit about your company or the company that you work for, Go for Chess? Yeah, I run Go for Chess, and we we've mainly involved in chess coaching in the Greater Johannesburg area and and beyond. Uh, we have people all over the country actually who work with us as well, and we run some of the local leagues here. We run the primary school leagues where. A lot of the local schools, some of the Jewish schools are participating. I think your school might be coming this year, Yeshiva College yeah, our, and the uh, King David's, etc. At et Sports Awards at the Assembly, they said they did a Go for Chess competition. I no, that's fantastic. Um, they have joined yeah. us recently, um, and we also run competitions. And another thing that Go for Chess does is we have published a book, which I'm the co-author of, which is this book, The Beginner's Chess Companion. And... It is effectively, we see it as the syllabus for coaching in schools. Uh, for coaching, so it like yeah. teaches you how to play chess. Well, it it, it it accompanies our coaching programs. It's we have three levels that we have the beginners level, the advanced level, and the expert level, and that's the syllabus that we do in schools and in other coaching, and then we'll also award certificates for people that have reached that level. Um, so how did this idea for Go for Chess come about? Well, I like you? that question because um, chess is quite political and there's a lot of chess, what they call chess unions, and a lot of people in chess that are not even chess players. 
So I used to work for one of the unions and then just got a bit fed up with being told what to do in chess terms by people who didn't really understand chess. So we formed Go for Chess about seven or eight years ago, which stands for Chess for the Sake of Chess. And we love chess and we want to promote chess, coach chess, spread the chess word, but we don't want to be hampered by any political agendas. Got you. And then uh, can you tell us about some of your notable achievements? Personally, uh, I was South African champion many years ago in 1987. Uh, I went to Maccabi Games as well, and I've written a chess book. So from my own point of view, that's that's what I'm proud of. But I'm more proud of the students these days that I've coached and to become champions. I've got some, some, some great uh, people I've coached over the years and some new up-and-coming players who, who are also um, hopefully destined to be to be great champions. Uh, have you coached any world champions before? Unfortunately, not world champions, but I have coached a South African champion, and hopefully there's some future South African champions that are, are with us at the moment. Right. And then just for people who'd be interested to um, come and learn with you uh, yes. how to play chess, how much is it for lessons and coaching and whatever you offer? Well, we offer various kinds of lessons. We offer at schools and private, and we run an academy. And in an academy where we have small groups, up to maybe six people, could be anything from two to six, our charges are 250 per hour, and there's, there's discounted rates um, if, if people take more hours. But there's various programs, and but that's about the yardstick at the moment for, for group coaching. Uh, what, were, what year was it when you were um, the South African champion? Uh, 1987. Oh, so it's been a while. A long time. <laughs> Uh, how can one contact you? Uh, my phone number is 061-034-2885. And our website is called goforchess.com. And everything that we do can be seen on the website. And if anybody's got any questions, I'd love to answer them. Uh, I just read on the website that you do, um, there's a Go For Chess shop. Yeah. What sort of stuff do you sell there? Like obviously chess stuff, but like yeah. What? Well, we don't consider ourselves a like a supermarket kind of a shop, but we sell essential chess items. For example, chess sets, uh, our chess book, and we've got a fun range of shirts and and uh, caps and that sort of thing. And we also sell demonstration boards for coaches. So, which we designed ourselves because as coaches, we weren't happy with what was out there to use. So, it's we just on, go, on, on a permanent basis, we're just trying to improve um, everything that's available and make it better cause for us to use as, as well. Um, are there any things that have not been so good about your company or that you think you could improve? Yeah, definitely. Um, there are challenges and it upsets us if we don't achieve what we want to achieve. Um, I think what, from from uh, a focus point of view, uh, people are at at uh, primary school level, maybe ten, twelve years old. Um, a lot of the kids are playing chess these days, but then they come to a lesson and then they go home and then they don't practice much. So I would like to improve the focus of 
those players that want to make it because in today's age with the internet with the aids with aids ideas with 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 all the aids available then um the players of today should have such an advantage and there's websites as well but they won't have that advantage if they don't focus on chess got you so you need to you need to put in if you want to get out exactly yes and um, is there anything else you would like to share about the game or yourselves that you think might interest our listeners? Thank you so much. Yeah, well, the game itself is so good for you in so many ways. Uh, chess obviously helps you to think ahead, helps you to plan, helps you to see patterns. And just generally speaking, I think it's fair to say that the, the people that do play chess um, do better in school than the ones that don't. Not necessarily because they're such great chess players, but chess requires a certain uh, approach which can be used in other areas of life as well. All right. Thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure, Jacob. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks.